Welcome to the Equipped Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Laconi, and I am a business and branding strategy coach, multi-six-figure CEO, and I'm obsessed with empowering female entrepreneurs. If you are looking to walk through entrepreneurship equipped with the business skills, strategies, mindset, and well-being to sustainably grow your business, then you are in the right place, friend. My goal in this podcast is to teach you the life lessons and the strategies that I have personally learned over the past decade of being an entrepreneur. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of She Gets Me Entrepreneur Chat on topics guaranteed to boost your business growth and income. If you're ready for tactical skills mixed with some sisterhood real talk about the world of entrepreneurship, then let's make it a date weekly and take this journey together. Welcome back to another episode of the Equip Entrepreneur, where I love to provide you tips and strategy and a lot of real talk. Today, I am so excited to bring in a guest who is not only a colleague, but she's also become a really dear friend of mine. I have Emily Vermeer here. Emily, thank you so much for jumping on today and talking with us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So let me tell everybody a little bit about Emily. Emily is a multi-passionate female entrepreneur. She's a mom, a wife who thrives off of community and living a life of deep purpose. She is the co-owner of a business consulting agency. She's the founder of a women's faith-based leadership ministry, and she's a speaker. But above all that, she's a good friend. And I want to tell a little bit about how I met Emily because I didn't meet her with what I just said. That came later. So Emily and I go back, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, I've lost count, but she is who I met in my network marketing business. And that's how we got connected. And that's how I knew her. And she will talk a little bit about her shift away from network marketing, which came much earlier than than mine did. But what I loved about Emily was her bubbly spirit. She would even come on and train sometimes for my business. And I just loved how she spoke, her optimism, and everything that she's doing now is so cool to watch because I've watched her in the last, I would say, two years just start to lean into her gifts. And that's why I wanted to bring Emily on today because one of her amazing gifts is cultivating and creating and leaning into building community, which is an area that we got really connected on because when she started some of her communities, she reached out to me at a time that I will say I wasn't quite ready. But I what I admire about Emily is that she leans in and she knows exactly what she wants and who she wants to partner with. And I loved that about her. But she was in the beginning of building this community. And I've seen it from the beginning stages through where it is now. And it's just so cool to to watch someone walk through that. And I know for a lot of our viewers, we're craving community, either being a part of it or building community. As entrepreneurs, it can feel lonely at times. And we can't do this alone. So 
Emily, I'm just glad to have you on so that you can share your journey and how you're doing it. So why don't we just kick it off? Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial experience and journey. Obviously, you didn't start here. So where did you start and how did you get to where you are now? That was so beautiful. Thank you so much for those kind words. And just it's so fun to go back and reflect on how far we've come. I forget to do that. And um, I would love to share more on where this even started. And you know, what's really cool is I never once was told about entrepreneurship growing up. I probably didn't even hear about it until college on like, you can have your own thing. I didn't even realize, and this sounds so naive, but this is just the bubble that I was in of like heating and air companies are actually small businesses that some people had the drive to do their own thing. And I see it everywhere. I've seen so many vans that are like lawn care businesses that Joe Schmo off the street is like, I got a lawnmower and I'm going to do it. But there's so many of them. So why not me? Why not you? Why not do the thing that you want to do? And as I've dealt, like just delved into entrepreneurship, like, man, I wish someone would have said, Emily, like back in the day, this is what being an entrepreneur is. Let me cultivate you, uh, cultivate this in you. And I think that would have been nice to know, but I'm so glad that I figured it out and got here in my own timing. Um, But to give you guys a basis, I grew up very traditional thinking. I um, grew up in the very traditional societal way of life. Go get a job, go, go to college, get a degree, go get your big girl job. I even glorified that and was like, ah, you know, I got the job. I got the internship. I got the this over and over. And I did everything right. I did. I checked off all the boxes. And I'm sure many of you guys can can go through that of being like, yep, I got the degree. Yep, I got the job. Yep, I got the promotion. Yep, I found the man. Yep, I got married. Yep, I had the baby. Yep, I got another promotion. And I remember sitting in the office with my um, supervisor and he was like, all right, we, here's your third year, like your raise, your 25 cent raise and everything for the next year. And I signed off saying everything was good. And he was like, now you just get to coast for the next 30 years. Do the same thing. And I literally wanted to puke when he said that. Not saying I didn't love my job because I worked with people with special needs. I got to create programs and that was really fun for me. But knowing that I couldn't move or go further or even that they wanted me to, that they were okay with coasting, really like shook me. And um, I just remember in that moment being like, there's more to this. And that was really my push for network marketing to be like, all right, I'm going to go sling shakes and do what I got to do to get out of here and get that freedom that I saw so many people have through network marketing. And I'm so glad for all of those moments. I feel like so many of us take those for granted and, and they can seem as the negative moments as they were in that moment. But it actually was the catalyst to get me into entrepreneurship and network marketing opened my eyes to the dream and the vision of 
what is financial freedom and what is time freedom? Because I had young babies at that time that I wanted to spend my time with and do more things with them and provide them this life. And I actually did the opposite of that when they were young because I was hustling so hard to obtain that life of freedom. And I missed out on that, on those times with my babies. And I think that's why I even pushed harder to now have freedom to wear it. Like this week, my daughter needed me to be out for her for some dentistry work and everything. And I just kind of soaked it in and sat on my couch with her. And I was like, this is amazing that I get to do this with you now even though it was a sacrifice before. So um, I know this is a long story, but I I started there with network marketing. I started leaning into my gifts of being able to help with back-end administrative tasks. And from there, I started um, virtual assisting and then teaching people how to become virtual assistants and gaining that life freedom for themselves. And um, we started our agency and that kind of flourished into more. And it opened my eyes on, wow, God calls you to a lot of things. And so what, what's coming next? Um, and that's kind of where that entrepreneurship piece started for me. I love that you gave that backstory because I think it's really important for people to know that this just doesn't come out of thin air. You and I both share the same background in the sense that we came from a corporate world and discovered entrepreneurship kind of by accident, not knowing exactly what it was going to look like, but we kind of caught that vision. It happened to be a network marketing, but that vision of time, freedom, and being your own boss, obviously there's pros and cons to it all, but I love that you gave the background and that you have taken us through a journey of where you are now. So let's talk about where you are now. You've built a really powerful community that is both in person, but also online. That's now called Fueled by Faith. I knew it when it was Carolina Collective, and that just shows the evolution. So take a moment, tell us what it is and how it originated. Amazing. So Fueled by Faith, just to give you guys a synopsis of what this is, I remember in my entrepreneurship journey, feeling lonely, feeling lost, feeling unequipped, feeling overwhelmed, and feeling the the stringency of finances to invest in myself, even though I knew that that's what I needed. And I also felt really convicted to walk stronger in my relationship with the Lord. And I didn't know what any of that meant. And I remember going to a friend and I was like, hey, I'm new to Wilmington. I want, I'm looking for a networking group where I can get plugged in at a deeper level than shuffling the business cards. I want connection. I want Christ. I want loving relationships and I want community. Like that's really what I want. And I will never forget that she looked at me and she was like, sister, that doesn't exist God's going to, God's, I'm pretty sure he's equipping you to create that. And I felt this huge, like, what, (laughs) what does this mean? But I also at the same time got really excited because I'm really 
it allowed me, like you said, I love how you say this, to lean into your gifting. And it really allowed me to get creative, which I love doing. It allowed me to start with what I had and start seeing the people that, wow, they would be awesome in community. Wow, they have really a lot to say. And so I started this thing called the Carolina Collective, and it was supposed to be here for biz- for business women to come get connected to themselves, to others, and to God. And God had different plans for it as we started. It was hot, and it was ready, and everyone was coming. And it started being God-centered always. And I was like, well, I just want to sprinkle him in. Like, I want more business or I want them to get this takeaway. I wanted it to be transformational. And then I started forcing it and I started taking control of, no, it's got to be this way. And I remember we had our first retreat and there were topics that were discussed that were really good and pivotal, but it was really uncomfortable and I was not prepared because I wasn't walking the walk. I wasn't doing the work that I was expecting other people to do. I wasn't showing up how God had called me and I wasn't letting him lead the way. And that if you're not doing it, if you're not doing the work that you're telling people to go and do, it creates a cancer inside of what you're trying to form and it allows space for the enemy to come and do his work over God's. And I, I, I will say this, I failed pure and simple. It crashed and it burned. And I, Carolina Collective, I was like, I'm not motivated. People aren't showing up. I had great speakers coming and no one would come to the calls. It felt forced. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to hang it up. And I remember having to have the conversations with people who already opted in and bought in and all the things. And I was like, God's not here in it anymore. And I just, I, I can't, I can't put it into it anymore. And then um, I had already put a deposit down for an event that was going to be in September. And I was like, okay, God, I'll finish it out with one hoorah (laughs) for you. And the same friend that told me I was going to create this community was like, "Um, you know, you should really call it Fueled by Faith because I feel like that fits you and it fits your story. And I loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful name that I can create a logo off that. That's so cute. Like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And immediately I fell right back into the same role and I started forcing. I was calling everybody and anybody in and saying, you've got to be here. It's going to be transformational. Da, 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 da. And as soon as I, I was getting migraines, I was getting sick. I was so overwhelmed. And so clearly I heard God say, will you just listen Will you just listen and look at the title of this? Are you living that way? Fueled by faith is not just a cute thing that you slap up on a Canva document. It is a way of life. And ever since then, I have been so convicted on, oh my gosh, this is a way of life. Community is a way of life being fueled and having a rock to lean on in the hard and the good times and to be fully transparent the day that this is recording, I'm leaning on a hard rock right now. 
But the only reason I'm showing up right now is because I am fueled by faith. And so this is not only a community, but it's a membership for women, for female leaders. And leadership is not defined by a big success story. You can be a leader in your home as a mom, as a wife, as a ministry owner, as just a friend. And this community is here to give you Phillips because if you're not full and you're just pouring and pouring and pouring, then you're going to get empty fast. And we are not here just to live. We are here to thrive and we are here to be light beams for other people, for our communities. And when we invest our time and our energy into people that God places in our life, like you and I, Elizabeth, like we're not just friends because we say, hey, how's it going? It's because we fuel each other. And so when we are in community with people that fuel us, it ignites us to go out and pour out into other people. And I don't know about you and the listeners here, but I'm not here to just live. I'm here to thrive. I'm here to pour. I want everybody that knows my name when I go to heaven to be pouring out in their communities, being light beams. I know that when God looks down, he sees a straight rocket of light coming up from my home because that's what he's done for me. And I wouldn't have confidently shared that a year ago today because I wasn't walking the walk. I wasn't doing what I was saying that I was doing. I'm doing it now and I'm helping women do the same. And it's simple things. I'm not here saying you got to go to church every Sunday and you got to give your, you know, everything to everyone. You just have to build your relationship with the Lord. And it's really simple. And there's simple things that you can do to do that. And I'm just so grateful that God's got given me this as a job to do. Um, cause it lights me up and I, I, I'm just happy that I've gotten here to do it. Emily, this gives me the goosies. I wish you could like, see my arms. I feel like you took us to, to church. You took us to church and you gave so many tan, like tangible things, mindset things, hallelujah things. I wrote a few down because I didn't want to forget first and foremost, I've loved that. I've watched this. I've had semi a front row seat. I mean, we're about two hours away from each other. We should probably hang out a a little more in in person. But what I love the most about everything that you shared is it's the real life journey of entrepreneurship, where you put something out there, you think you're supposed to do it. And you said failed, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you it wasn't a failure. Okay, it wasn't a failure. It was a it was a lesson. It was a trial and error to where you could say, okay, I thought it was this. It's the component of this, but now I'm seeing that it's really revealed to be this. And you wouldn't have maybe even gotten to that revelation had you not started where you started. And that's what so many people don't realize because they quit so soon or they don't even get to the place of launching or moving forward. I would love because there might be people listening right now who are right on the cusp of saying, I want to create something like this. I want to create a community and they have the heart. They know that that's, that's what they're supposed to do, but 
I love giving strategy on here. I love giving steps. So anything that you could provide in the sense of how did you actually build it? Could you give a couple of things that would help people say, okay, I need to consider this if I want to start a community and this and this, maybe that they're not thinking of, or maybe that they are that you just want to really make sure you highlight. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing, first and foremost, is get really, really clear on what this is and who it's for, what you're going to provide. And also what makes you different? That is what ignited me to keep going. There's so many networking groups. I thought that this was going to be a networking community and it's so much more than that. And what I love more than anything is to find something that's working and make it better. And there's so many networking groups out there, community groups out there that you go to. And it just ignites me because I'm like, woo, can I make this better? Does Jesus need to be up in here? Because I could do something with that. And so I would make a list. Who is this for? What do you want it to be? And then how can you make it different or better? And not just because you're in it. Like, what do you bring to it that makes it different? And then I would selectively find people to talk with about it, to see how they can assist you in building it. And I don't mean like actually building it. It could just be talking you through, like, who do you need to know? Where are your people at? That would be a perfect fit in this. And maybe finding a cheerleader to rally with you. I would also be super protective of who you share this with. Not because we think that people are going to take our things and do something with it, but because when we get super excited about something and people don't quite understand our vision and it's not reciprocated the way that we feel about it, it can really plant a seed of doubt or plant any seed that will stop you from doing it. So just be super protective on who you share it with. And then my next thing is just freaking go for it. That's the biggest thing that stops people is actually doing it and doing it messy or figuring out. You guys, I when I started Carolina Collective, I had two weeks. My coach gave me two weeks and she said, we're doing it. And I was like, all right two weeks for a type A person, typically, (laughs) I'm typically type A, is like, okay, but when you're ignited about something that you're doing, you will find the time, you will do it. And it doesn't matter. I'm the queen of typos. I have them everywhere on everything that I do. Do I care? No, I don't care because it gets done. I'd rather get it done than get it right. And so that those are a few things that I would say just to go go and do it. And also, if you want to send me a message just for encouragement, that's one of my superpowers. Please reach out to me. I would love to just pray for you and encourage you in that season because you're needed in doing it. There's never too many groups. There's never too many communities. I would love to support you. Amen. Amen. We're going to give them your information at the end so that they can follow you, connect with you. So, Let's talk on this on the end of someone who is listening to this who maybe doesn't want to build a community but needs it. Like they need to be a part of a community. 
what are the benefits specifically talking to female entrepreneurs who maybe they are living in their office all day long that's in their home in their sweatpants and they're not getting out maybe i'm talking about me maybe not i don't really know but why do we need community especially as female entrepreneurs this is such a great question and i feel like there's so many answers here but what i'm feeling led to most is because if we don't if you don't you won't and it is so lonely and being an entrepreneur because it's singular we're doing it on our own but when you get in rooms of people that understand and get you to your core that don't think it's silly that you're crying over a landing page you can't figure out or that Canva is just not working or you can't log into this right thing or the days that just stack on on the computer won't load and Zoom has to update and all of these things that just stack, 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 stack. When you don't have an outlet, it stacks up inside of you. When you don't have something to look forward to outside of work, you lose your light dims, right? And the other thing about community community that we often forget is it's another opportunity for us to share our gifting or our giftings. We have multiple. And so you can pour into people and they can pour into you I love women entrepreneurs because we are not here just to get, 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 get. We are here to give, 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 give as well. And when you are surrounded by women who need to receive, but also want to give, you're also allowing them the opportunity to use their gift. And that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in entrepreneurship because we try and do things all on our own all the time of being solo because we're used to it and we do have all these giftings but sometimes we're robbing the opportunity for others to share out their gifts to us and that's a beautiful thing about community as well so someone to lean on someone to pour into you as well to to keep that flame going right and never let it burn out because it can It can get dumped on by water, fire, all kinds of stuff can happen in the entrepreneurship journey. But when you have that outlet, when you have that community, when you have that sisterhood, when you have that source to go to, it's also just a relief knowing that it's there and that it's there for you when you're, when you have the, the opportunity to get to it. I love all of those benefits and those points, because I feel like that I felt convicted a little bit because I am, I am the one who wants to do it all on my own and who wants to not always ask for help, but yet also craves community. You and I, in fact, I don't think I even knew this until before the podcast interview. I am an introvert. Some people would hear me on podcasts or watch me on stages and think really, but then when you get to know me, you're like, Oh yeah, you're, you're an introvert. You said you are too. Yeah. This is one of the challenges that I have had uh, in my personal life, but also in business life of find not only getting out of my comfort zone to seek communities out, but finding the right communities that I feel safe and 
me in, but just doing it in general, that is difficult for me. And there might be people who are more introverted or shy who know that they need it, but they fear it. And they don't, without sounding like this is super simple, sometimes we don't even know how to go find them. We don't know what makes it a good fit. What could you say to that point? Okay. So I've just experienced this about three weeks ago. I went to three network, four networking events and I am an introvert and they were all back to back. And that's probably why I got sick last weekend (laughs) because I was doing so much. My body's not used to that. I have to recharge. That takes the energy out of me. And in those moments, I didn't know a soul any one of those events that I went to, which is super intimidating. When you're going into a room, you already know. I got emails from them saying, a hundred women are going to be there. And that's also like, okay, a hundred women are going to be there. (laughs) Okay. What am I going to do? Right. Take a deep breath. Also, I, I got into the mindset of If I didn't have the experience of going into rooms and being uncomfortable, what would I want to know? What do I need to have to reassure me? Okay. And after the first one, because I was super overwhelmed, it was loud. It was crazy. There were so many people. It was super chaotic. There were a ton of bubbly women, which was great, but overwhelming at the same time. When I left, I kind of felt a little defeated because I only met like four women out of a hundred and it was very clicky. Like a lot of people already knew each other, but I left and I said, never again will I go into a networking meeting without an intention of why I'm going because I went in thinking I was going to meet so many people. I was going to pass out all my business cards to hundreds of women and I left disappointed because I had a big goal that I didn't even realize I had until I left. And so then I knew the next time that I was going to go to a networking meeting, what's my intention when I get out of this? How am I going to know that I'm going to feel good? What is it? What does success mean for me in coming out of this meeting? And I changed it. When I changed it, to making at least one deep connection with someone who at the end of it, I know who they are. I know what God is doing in their lives. I'm connected with them beyond a business card. So getting their phone number, whatever it may be. And that helped me move forward in the other ones. And then another thing I have for you for finding these places? Like, how do you network? How do you find these connections? I'm really, really good at finding connecting women. So women that know women that know, no, 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 no. And another key thing that I would suggest for you is whoever invites you to these meetings or the organizer of these meetings, find them first. When you go to these meetings Make sure they know who you are and your vision and then say, who should I know in this room? And then they will point you out to those exact women. So then it's more efficient because I don't know about you guys, but I don't have time to go up to a hundred women and say, I'm Emily, I'm Emily, I'm Emily, I'm Emily, right? I want to get in and get out (laughs) 
as an introvert, I want to go in, give my business card, meet, have a deep connection, and then go home as fast as I can. And that's okay. Use your resources. And so when I went up to this one woman, I was like, you know, everybody in this room, who should I know? You know me, you know them, who should I know? And that made it super efficient for me. It also like made me breathe a little bit because I then didn't feel like I had to go meet everybody. And so prepare your mind, prepare your heart and set a, I don't like using the word goal for that, but set an intention behind the success that you feel when you come out. What is, what's going to make you feel that way? Those were such great points. And I wish that I'd asked you this question last week before I walked into uh, a meeting where I felt all of the the shyness and all of the overwhelm and just the two points that you said coming in with an intention. And then also the person who invited you start with them first and ask them, who do I need to know is, is brilliant. And it's, it sounds so basic, but we don't honestly think about those things when we're walking into communities, whether it's in person or in line, you know, I will say something that I have learned through my years of limited networking and community, because it's an area of, of growth for me, for sure, is that I caught myself walking into rooms, asking myself, will they see me versus how can I see others and learn from others? And that right there will change your intention immediately, because I was so obsessed with going in and making sure they knew me and what I could offer and all those those are important. But when you really turn it around to what can I gain from these people? What can I learn? I want to be a sponge and absorb it. And that honestly, this is real talk, you guys, this is an area that I am constantly walking through in growth of really walking in and saying, what can I learn from these people? What can I walk away with? And just that shift right there has been has been huge and it will continue to be because I'm still leaning into that and still learning that. But these are just everything that you've said today has just been gold. It's been so good. You've took us to church. You've given us some steps. You've given us some tips. I don't know what's left, but if there's anything left that you could give us, what could you leave us with? So what I want to add to this last point that we just talked about, because we did talk about those that want to start communities. When I went in, when I go in any room that's networking or community-based, I'm always taking notes in the back of my head on what can I take away from this to do better in my own community? What can I also give to the other person to let them have feedback on my takeaway? And just that instance in that, in that setting that I was in, I immediately put myself in the shoes of someone that was coming by themselves, that was overwhelmed, that was shy, that's an introvert, that it's a big deal for you to even hit the submit button that you're going to be there because it's taking your time. It's also forcing you to come out of your house, out of your sweatpants, out of your comfort zone. So that's a big deal in itself. So how thinking as a community person, when you're creating these events of your people 
on all different areas is huge for them and making it an experience when they come through those doors that they are already feeling comfortable and relaxed. How can you meet everyone with where they're at? And we can't be everything for everyone, but it's really good to have that hindsight as a community creator for people that are coming in. So you're you're meeting a need or that there is one, because I noticed that a lot in the meetings I was going to is it wasn't thought because the women also that were creating it were extroverts. So they're not necessarily thinking of that either. Um, Another thing, another takeaway, and I'll leave you with this, getting yourself in rooms with other women, other entrepreneurs being part of community also shows you the possibilities that are available to you. I struggled with an event last year to get 25 people in a room I've been to four events in the past two weeks that had over 100 women in the room. And I kept thinking to myself, my goodness, Emily, are you going to get 100 women in this room more than that? And the takeaways are going to be way bigger than a business card shuffle and a mediocre lunch. And it was so life-giving to me, though, to see that two women can pull together this event and it can be what it was, but that I'm called to do the same and it's possible. So being able to see that. So just leaving you guys with that word of encouragement um, to, to move forward, either in community building or being involved in community. I love that. I love everything that you've said today. It's just been so helpful. I'm just going to, I mean, for me, it's been helpful. I know it's going to be helpful for everybody who listens to this the day it comes out and in the future. Emily, how can people find you? Because they're going to want to find you now. So tell us how they can find you. Yes. So you can find me over on Instagram at Emily-Vermeer. And you can also find our free Facebook community. It's called Fuel by Faith Community. And it is free. You can go in there. You can see what we've been doing. There's Bible verses. There's community. I'll go live once in a while when I'm fired up and give a word. So um, those are the two places that you can find me. And um, when you find me on Instagram, please shoot a message. I would love to just say, hey, encourage you, get to know you. Um, I am, I just love people. I love to encourage people, but I also love to do it from the comfort of my couch and my phone. <laughs> so I, I make a lot of besties online. So I would love to be yours. Thank you so much for being here. You are amazing, amazing, amazing as a business partner and as a friend. So I'm so grateful that you could be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey friend, I hope today's episode equipped you with what you need to feel inspired to take action or even change. And if so, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a review and then share this on social media with a friend or a colleague who could benefit. So much of what I share, if not all of what I share is exactly what I've walked through. So I relate to you more than you realize. And hey, if you're craving more and are ready to connect beyond this podcast, I'd love to encourage you to connect with me on Instagram. That's at Elizabeth Lacone.